Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Clark and I are super excited. This is our third season. We're so glad you're with us. We're ready to go. Monday's in the studio, Wednesday's and Friday's in the audio. Clark, Evan, what are we talking about today? You dropped my middle name? I did. Usually I get my middle name when I'm in trouble. So yeah, I'm glad I'm... yeah. when you FaceTime your mom, she drops that middle name. <laughs> for <laughs> sure, for sure. We're excited to be back with you. As you look at First Peter, one of the things that kind of stands out to me, just diving into it, is um, the language that Peter uses to write to these people. Because Peter's in Rome. He's okay. writing to the Christians in Rome. Okay. And they're all Gentiles. So they don't have like religious, Jewish, spiritual background. Knowledge. But he mm-hmm. uses Old Testament language. Which, as I've been reading this this week, I was kind of confused. Like, wait, why is Peter talking about holy mm-hmm, and elect mm-hmm. and chosen and yep. God's people and alluding back to the Old Testament uh, writings when these people don't necessarily know yep. the Old Testament writings? And that's not part of their story. Yep. I guess what's what's cool about it is I think God's purpose behind it is help, helping them see in the midst of your trials and your persecutions... You can identify yeah. with God and the people of God in the Old Testament mm-hmm. in the midst of their trials and their persecutions. That is helpful. So that, I was like, oh, this is why he's doing that. So imagine you are new to this whole following Jesus Right, you thing. don't know the, the Torah. Yeah, you, you don't know the stories. Moses yeah, you're like, wait, Abraham, and yes. all of a sudden they're like, look, we've got some crazy cool stories we got to break down yeah. for you. It helps you understand how we even got to where we're at today mm-hmm. and how God has promised for thousands of years right. to be faithful. So mm-hmm. then they go back to the Torah and they open it up and they read the Old Testament writings and that'd be so fascinating to come in from, you yeah. know, living in the Roman Empire under the Roman rule and the Roman gods and goddesses and deities to find out, wait, there's Jesus. Not only is there Jesus, there's years before him yep. prophesying of his coming. Mm. And so now you obviously look back through the lens of the cross. And yeah. so I thought that was, that was pretty cool. That is, well, I think it's super helpful, I'm sure, at the time, because this wasn't just like a letter to a specific church. We know that, too. This was like a circulating. Around, yeah. So like, hey, get some background, get some footing with this Old Testament kind of language, ask questions, yep. and then let's be on the same page as we move forward. So I feel like that that is really helpful. Absolutely. And I guess what's one thing that pertains specifically to 1 Peter 4 is that this is a continual thought from 1 Peter verse chapter 3, verse 8, that bleeds into 4.11. What is, what's a continual thought? So as you, as you read this, basically what Peter's <laughs> trying to say is if you have like a, a Bible that has chapter headings and subject headings, it's talking about yeah, suffering, suffering for doing okay. good and then living for God. Mm-hmm. His point in here is like revere Christ as Lord yeah. and understand that Jesus Christ was persecuted. Yeah. He was murdered. Then he was resurrected and glorified. Mm-hmm. And that pathway, that model, that example is to be the same for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then as he starts talking about the end of chapter four, today's reading, persecution yeah. and trials and hardships, so expect it. That's what Jesus did. Yeah. He was killed. Mm-hmm. Then he was resurrected and glorified. And that spiritual trajectory is the same for the church, the same for Christians, mm-hmm. whether we want it or not. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ew. So break down chapter four, Bob, the yeah. first couple of verses, what stood out to you? Let's do that. Uh, you know, literally it was the first couple of verses. So I'm going to go ahead and read them and then just talk about why it stuck out to me. In the Greek or the English? I'm going to go ahead. Well, this is just NIV English. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Way to be humble. Okay. Good question. Good. <laughs> okay. Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, 
arm yourselves also with the same attitude. Interesting. Because he who has suffered in his body is done with sin. As a result, he does not live the rest of his earthly life for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. And then it just continues, like Clark says, listing. Um, so it lists like old human desires mm-hmm. now that you're, you know, in Christ that we don't engage in. But then it just continues like with more of that idea. Like, why don't we want to do this? And so the reason those first two verses, though, stick out to me um, is the arm yourself with the same attitude. Um, and then verse two that he does not live the rest of his earthly life for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. Mm. And so in there, there's this idea that if we're disciplined and if we actually submit ourselves unto Jesus, who was this suffering servant, this humble king, um, that we're not going to be slaves to our flesh. We're not going to be slaves to, you know, these old ways of life that are listed after the first couple verses. And so as I just paused and sat there for a minute, you know, I think that there's a lot of people who would push back right now in our today's day and age in our culture and just say like, no, you know what's right. You know what's best for you. Hmm. And that's kind of a theme that you know that if you've read the Bible at all, like you realize from the beginning, from Genesis 3, that's like, man, we don't know. And then even today, if you look at science and look at how things are going, like if you desire, you know, I really want to have a donut every single morning for breakfast and I know my body and I know that's going to be good for me and I'm going to want it. You and I both know we have the superior knowledge to know that's not true. A donut is not going to be good for you, even though you have the desire, you have the desire for that. And so why I'm encouraged in this is not only because in this first Peter chapter four, we have, you know, the, the challenge to, um, to suffer well, but it's not just suffering well, like for nothing, like there's the end game. That's like, actually there's there's greater glory. Yes. And happier news is that in our suffering that we actually can take on the likeness of Christ, that there's this guy who's gone before you and he's done it so well that we can actually look at him and his example as we're in the midst of it. Because mm-hmm. the truth of it is, we don't want to submit to our humanly desires. We don't know what's best. And when we do go our way, it, it's there's pain and yeah. it's not helpful. There might be like an instant gratification, but in the long term, yeah. it's not helpful. It's not um, mm-hmm. encouraging to you or, or those around you, mm-hmm. most likely. Mm-hmm. Right? And so then there's this kind of backwards idea, like it sounds a little oxymoronic, but like the idea is that when you lead a disciplined life, you actually get to live into freedom. And Mm. so we talked about that within even just like this idea of working out, taking care of your body, stewarding your body well. Pump it up. And so there's, you know, there's the suffering of working out. But Clark and I, like we want to go on hikes with our kids. We want to play volleyball and basketball with them. And so we're looking like we're looking 20, 40 years down the road saying like, let's be disciplined here. Let's make these decisions. What? Just thinking about how my younger self knew that I would go out to eat and eat and pay for a salad. Now I would (laughs) my my past self would slap my future self. Like, what are you doing? Get the carne asada burrito. And I'm like, 
dude, I'm 33. Like <laughs> things are changing. I got to eat healthy now so I can chase my kids around. Else I'll be rolling down a laundra. And so that that is the same like <laughs> idea. <laughs> You'll be rolling down a laundra. That's the same. The picture that came to mind. Um, that's what was kind of resonating with me in the first couple verses. So yeah, yeah. What were you saying? Well, I, I'm going to piggyback just kind of where you left off. It goes through that list of sins, debauchery, yeah. lust, lust, drunkenness. But then verses five and six, it gives you a bigger picture. It says those people have to give account to God who's ready to judge the living and the dead. Mm -hmm. And it's for this is the reason that the gospel was preached. Even those two are now dead talking about Christians from the generation before Mm. so that they might be judged according to human standards in regards to the body, but live according to God in regard to the spirit. And so you're looking at this perspective, knowing that we're here right now, we're tempted to the list of things given in verses like three and four. But one day we're going to have to stand before God and be judged for what we believe and also what we've done Mm -hmm. with our life. So as I skip down to the rest of the chapter, times get tough. Verses 12 through 19, it's just straight up called suffering for being a Christian. Mm -hmm. So, you know, on on Sundays and you're talking to people, you're like, hey, you don't follow Jesus. And it's emotional. It's exciting. You want to do this. But then it's the, the times you're alone, the times you're tempted, the times you don't feel like going to the church. It's times you don't want to read the Bible. It's the times people actually might make fun of you for yeah. for going to these community events, to church, to small right, group, right. whatever. That You actually got to re- come to a point where you have conviction to know why is it that I'm doing what I'm doing? And is it is that conviction strong enough to withstand mm. the the attacks of the world? Mm. And the attacks of maybe your own family. Said, why are you going to church? Why do you believe yeah. in that nonsense? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you reading your Bible? Mm-hmm. That's coming. And if you're following Jesus, there actually should be an expectation that, that there will be opposition. There will be tension. So if I'm at a spot where I'm yeah. not experiencing that, I'm either living in a Christian bubble, which is not cool. That's, right. not, that's not the mission of Jesus at all. You mm-hmm. got to be interacting with the world and in the world. And then if I'm in the world, but I'm not experiencing and even questions, questions like, why yeah. do you do this? Or or opposition, then mm-hmm. I got to ask myself, does anybody know I'm a Christian? Do I look like my surrounding? Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. if I, if I don't, then that's problematic too. Because mm-hmm. let me, let's read verses 12 through, through 19, at least part of it real quick. He okay. says, dear friends, do not be surprised. The fiery ordeal has come to test you as though something strange is happening to you, but rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ mm-hmm. so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you're insulted because of the name of Christ, you're blessed. For the spirit mm-hmm. of glory and the God rests on you. If you suffer, it shall not be as a murderer or a thief or any kind of criminal or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. For it is the time for the judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will be the outcome of those who do not obey the gospel of God? And so he says, you got to mm-hmm. suffer according to like the will of God, to the commands of God. Suffer well, because you you and I can go through life and take the hits and take the cuts, take the betrayals, take the ups and downs, and just exist and get through. But the thing that sets Christianity apart from everybody else is God tells us you can suffer well and actually grow from it. Become better. Become the person Mm -hmm. God made you to be. And that's where you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay, some some kind of fruit, something good can come from this. For me, it's more of my tension. And I talked to my young adult group about this this week is, am I willing to endure the frustration now knowing that God could bring about justice now? He could bring about, you know, righting wrongs now, but that's not guaranteed. It's not this side of heaven. It's we're on Satan's playground right now. Mm -hmm. The kingdom of God's coming, light's breaking through, but we're not promised like 
permanent judgment and the righting of all wrongs until Christ comes back, Mm -hmm. which who knows when that is. Mm -hmm. So am I willing to endure? Am I willing to love my enemy? Am I willing to put up with stuff that I don't like, I don't agree with? I don't want in our world. Mm -hmm. Help me, Lord. Mm. And I'm proud. There's a guy in my small group who's talking this week. He's grown in the Lord. And he's in the word, he's at church. He's, he, he works like a, a blue collar job just down the road. Um, so at this construction kind of type background, there's all kinds of stuff being talked about. Yeah. Well, he's come to follow Jesus and he's like not a fan, he is following Jesus, <laughs> which is cool. So now he cannot help but talk about what he did this weekend and what he learned and church and he's yeah. inviting people and he's getting called all kinds of names. And it's not joking, it's actually mean. Mm-hmm. Some of the guys are cruel. But to watch my friend's countenance change has been fascinating the last couple of months because three, four months ago, this is his words, he would have told them, you and I are clocking out the same time, I'll meet you by your truck in the parking lot. Like, like put him up, yeah. you don't call me that, you don't talk about my mama that way, we're going down. <laughs> and now he smiles and he's like, the offer still stands. You're still invited to church because he's seeing them differently. Mm. He's understanding that there's more at play here than just like the flesh on flesh, yes. name calling. Mm-hmm. There's actually spirits at work. Yep. And God's doing something. He's gonna use him to mm-hmm. bring about this greater good. And so I watch him suffering actually in a way that I'm not suffering. I feel like people can comment online and say, your sermon's trash or why do you believe this <laughs> or slander your name, whatever. But I don't have a lot of people coming up to me going like, you are face, wrong, yeah. you are an idiot, you are yeah. blankety blankety blank. And this guy is, and I'm so proud yeah. of him because he's not slapping them back. He's not cursing them back. He's smiling and saying, yeah, you're still invited to church. Well, I think yeah. that's too, when you like, you have that almost inner awareness of like where you were yep. and now where you are. Yes. And all, like, Sorry, one more what? thing about that story too. <laughs> one of the guys who was in the group came and found him alone privately later on and said, I'd like to come check out your church. And so he didn't have the courage to stand up in front of everybody and take the shot like my buddy was. But when no one was around, he came up and was like, oh I'm interested. Goodness. I wonder what God's doing here. So I told him, keep going, bro. God's yeah, using no you. Yeah, no kidding. So suffering well, trials and hardships are doing good. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, that. I feel like we should end there. Let's do it. That sounds good. <laughs> I have nothing else to say anyways. <laughs> all right. Stand up and tell jokes, stand up comedy, but you don't want that. Okay. Um, First episode, yeah, season three, done, you guys. We do the podcast just to be able to talk about the Bible with with you, with each other, and also so that we can encourage you to do that in your own circles of life. So whether that's, you know, around your table at dinner time, maybe like this guy, maybe it's something at work or with a roommate. Um, So we just want to bless me and encouragement to you guys. So thanks for listening. Yes. And uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.